Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where do you come from? Um, my name is Kate. So um, I'm from Newbridge in Kildare. Kate, I came across your page because something happened to you recently. But before we talk about that, just tell me a little bit about yourself Growing up in Kildare, what was that like? Um, so I actually originally grew up in Carlow. So I okay. moved to Kildare. I moved to Newbridge when I was about 13. Um, and then I started secondary school up here then. Um, so now I'm kind of just working away, really. I just kind of work every day at this stage. Um, so I don't really kind of get out much anymore. So my hours kind of are quite long. So I don't, you know, and I work in fast food. So weekends are the busiest time. So very rare that we get them off um so I work kind of most of my time really um so the odd the odd night out here and there but that's kind of it <laughs> and can you move from Carlow to Kildare did you just yeah. when you were young was it yeah so I was 13 when I moved back I moved up to Newbridge so the whole my whole mother's side of the family are up in Newbridge so we just decided to move back up here then was that tough for you um it was it was in a way because I obviously went to primary school with you know all I had all my friends in primary mm. school and everyone in primary school was talking about the secondary school they're going to and I was going to one up in Clare and everyone was like not didn't know have a clue but um I had kind of my mom had a family family friend um mm. so we were only I think it was only six months between the two of us so we went to the same secondary school so I had her going in um and then another her sister is just about two years older then as well. So I had the two of them going up, thankfully. But it was, it was hard kind of not having anybody up here and starting fresh really again. Yeah. And like, did it, was school fine for you? School was okay? You know? um, yeah, school was fine. I was always kind of very, like I didn't like, you know, getting lower grades. I was very like to stick to it. The last couple of kind of maybe a year was a bit tough I was kind of losing not necessarily losing interest but I just you know I wanted to do good but I just couldn't really motivate myself to do it I stressed myself out a lot for the leaving so I didn't really get exactly what I wanted to get but listen isn't it crap that we do that to ourselves though that you stress yourself so bad for an exam that you might even get to, to, to what you want to do you don't even need the exam do you know what I'm trying yeah, to say yeah exactly like you can get you can get places without it you know that kind of way and I was sick for like I made myself I was so stressed I was like physically sick for about two weeks before it I just was so run down like and tired because I was just constantly studying like and I didn't even use it it's three years nearly out of school now I haven't used it so but you can get places without it like it's, mm. it's not the most important thing in the world so and you went then you straight working and you, you love working yeah, so I was I was where I am now, um, part time already when I was in school. So I started there at seventeen, and then I just decided I didn't want to go to college. I thought I was going to just take the year out um, mm. and go full time then working. Um, and then I ended up kind of going up in work. So I, you know, I trained to be a supervisor in there. So I just decided to kind of stick at it. And even now, like if I try to think of you know a college course I can't really think of one that has any interest to me so I'm just kind of rolling with it really I'm not stressing myself out you know if 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 something comes up it comes up but if not I'm just going to keep going you know what I'm doing and did your mum and dad were they okay with you not going to college um yeah my mum was very supportive she always she wanted me to do good in my leaving cert in case I ever do need it which Mm. I think probably no it wasn't all the pressure I was putting a lot of pressure (laughs) on myself but kind of made me think I need to do good just in case Mm. um but she always said college is the most important thing like you know she 
is starting her own business now so she didn't need any of you know her mm. stuff so she she always said you know it's not the most important thing in the world do good in case you need it but if you don't you figure and it what out. business is she doing then um, so she's a money mindset coach. Okay. So she's all she works with uh, female entrepreneurs, kind of on, you know, realizing nearly realizing their worth. Um, you know, money wise, charging what they should be charging, and just getting yourself into the mindset. I think she's kind of figures a lot of female entrepreneurs undercharge because you know they think yeah you know us, us women but uh <laughs> yeah so she kind of just works with them just to get them into the right mindset and make sure they're charging you know what they deserve to be paid so you must yeah. be real proud of her are you i am yeah, yeah definitely yeah no she's doing brilliant fair play yeah. so all your life is and we've just um, met dylan who is your boyfriend and he's gone off there down to the garage or whatever he's got <laughs> off but um so your life really is your job and dylan Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Now I see, I do try and see the girls as much as I can, like the few of my friends. But I don't really get to do much. My, as I said, kind of hours are very variant. So I might work from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night, you know, and that's the day gone. If I'm done twelve hour shift, then I don't want to do much after it. So I don't really like. I try to go out when I can, but like to just even just for a drive with the girls or whatever but I don't I don't get out much to be fair not as much as I'd like to so most of the time you know it's it's work or Dylan really (laughs) and um I'm gonna just stop for one second just give me one second we'll stay on camera so yeah I just need to stop something I can hear it in the background it happens all the time on me oh sorry everybody no you're fine Mm. we'll stay here um so then how I came across your page was that one of the girls shared it and it was a picture so do you want to tell me what the picture was um so the picture was I was in I had been in NACE hospital so that was actually just it wasn't long after I had arrived it was just of them having taken my bloods um so what happened was it was not last weekend the weekend before and I decided to go out I went out with I went out just myself and meeting up with a few girls. I just met up with them while I was there. There was about three of us, well, four of us, three of them including me. Um, And then I went there about half nine. And then it was grand, everything was fine. I had about three drinks. Then DJ came on at 11 o'clock and then that's when I went up to the dance floor then. And come half 11, I have no memory at all of the night. My memory is gone until five o'clock in the morning, the following morning, so about six hours like of my memory completely gone um so most of kind of the night is put together really by what my friends have said because I have not a lot of memory um but everything everything seemed okay I just kind of seemed like I was you know just drunk really um until about two o'clock in the morning and then come two o'clock in the morning I was actually texting Dylan and it was Dylan that said you know I was texting him and he texted me something and I texted him back and my last message was perfectly fine and then this next message was completely gibberish so there wasn't one word in it it was completely gibberish and his cousin was actually out that night that I had been talking to um and he just had texted her and said something's not up he just knew himself he was like something is not up with Kate. like something's not right with Kate and um, will you go find her for me where were you were you in the pub I, still, I was in the nightclub yeah okay. I just wasn't with her at the time okay. And he just said, will you go find her for me? Um, so that was grand. So he, she came and found me and I was actually sitting down at a table by myself. I had, I had went out with the, met up with a few girls, but I was by myself. I'd obviously just kind of wandered off. Um, now, one of my other friends that was there, she, I wasn't with her that night, but she just seen me. She said about 10 past two, she seen me kind of at the edge of the dance floor. And I was standing there and I wasn't, I was kind of losing my balance a bit and my eyes were rolling to the back of my head. And the barman, well, he was security for the night, but I have seen him behind the bar before, um, kind of took the drink out of my hand and said, like, no, you've had enough. And that was that. So that was then come about half two. That's when Dunn's cousin decided to bring me out then to so that we would leave so they brought me to Dylan's dad's house so it's only up the road only about five minutes away and um, so they brought me there and that was fine then and Dylan said that because I just seemed like I was really really drunk um and hadn't had that much but 
they just figured I was really drunk because yeah, I think it's kind of you don't imagine anything worse exactly um so he said right I'm gonna go put Kate to bed so he brought me up and he was putting me to bed that was grand and then he left the room and went to the toilet and for whatever reason he decided to come back in and check on me and I was actually in the bed and I was having seizures so that was about 25 past three he reckons um so they called the ambulance about quarter to four um so they had been gone going on for about 20 minutes at that stage and the ambulance didn't get there until I think about half five yeah and I was having seizures the whole time so I was having seizures for about two two and a half hours um I so I was like my, my whole body was rattling you know my eyes were rolling to the back of my head I was hyperventilating and because I was hyperventilating I obviously wasn't getting enough oxygen so I was kind of coming in and out of consciousness now I didn't know any of this was happening but my memory did come back about five o'clock in the morning um so they were still happening at the time that my memory came back but I had no control over my body so I was aware of you know who was around me I was aware like Dylan and Dylan's dad and his cousin and all were there um I could hear them speaking I could hear them trying to like calm me down and all that but I couldn't do anything I couldn't speak so I let out kind of a cry here and there and asked for Dylan the odd time but I couldn't properly form a sentence um so then the ambulance came then and same thing I was aware I was aware of everything they were saying to me but I couldn't couldn't speak back to them um, so they decided they were going to bring me in then so they brought me into the ambulance still and came in the ambulance with me then they were kind of talking away to him trying to ask him like they obviously asked had I taken anything any of that which I, I didn't um, and they they gave me something that I'm not 100% sure what but they gave me something because my heart rate I think Dylan said was like 189 beats oh per minute God. so it was like skyrocketing um and they gave me something then to calm me down stop the fitting even when they did gave, give it to me I could hear them saying something about my left arm so they gave it to me my, my, my whole body was shaking before it but my left arm just wouldn't stop for some reason and um, my the whole rest of my body was had stopped at that point my left arm took kind of a little bit longer for some reason um and then I kind of settled after that then um so I was just very drowsy so they did ask me was I drowsy so it's probably expected I mm. presume because it's just calming your whole body down um so that was fine so it was about quarter to six then by the time I got into Nace Hospital um and the minute I got in so the paramedics obviously started listening off to um the doctor you know what had happened and the first thing she said was like did I was she asked did I come from a certain nightclub in Newbridge um and they were like and no they couldn't actually I couldn't answer sorry they looked at Dylan and Dylan said yeah that's where she was and then that's when the doctor said that I was the fifth girl brought in that <sighs> night yeah so there had been four other girls brought in that same night hospitalized yeah um oh so that was fine then they brought me in took I took a blood test took a urine test um and then that was kind of it then they didn't do much because it was kind of six o'clock in the morning then I presume so it was kind of just it seemed like the next morning really but it was just a couple of hours um I think it was about half nine then that's when they woke me because I fell asleep then and I was conked out from whatever they gave me so they woke me then they said that it could be a couple of hours until the doctor comes around. So I was texting Dylan saying, this is going to be a couple of hours. Dylan was in the waiting room. He had waited for me because, you know. But um, I had texted him to say, listen, it could be a couple of hours. Like his mom actually works in the hospital. So he drove her car back home. Then he was able to head back. Um, so I said it was going to be a couple of hours, whatever. Um, and then within, I'd say 10, 15 minutes, the doctor ended up being with me after all that. But um, so the doctor came to me then and she said that my tests were completely clear. Um, but she she did the same thing. This is a completely different doctor than was on at the night. Um, and she did the same thing, asked me did I come from the nightclub that I came from um, and had told me that there was four other girls brought in then as well. So she, she reckoned that we were 100%. We were spiked, you know. There was something done. Either it was an injection. Now, they, didn't check, they did check me for injection marks. But since posting that, I have seen, you know, women talking about their daughters or whatever, people texting me saying that, they got you know spiked by injection it was very small like very uh, small mark very little bruising you know people obviously just try to get away with these things you know so it could have been that um but they reckoned it was something was put into my drink um and since sharing it I've been speaking to they didn't really do much with me then after they didn't they couldn't really do much more so I went home then 
and then I was talking to one of the other girls that got spiked that same night and so I had had the three drinks and my memory went and she had only had the one so and she was in Nace hospital by one o'clock in the morning and she only went out at half 11 so she reacted like that whereas it took me a few hours to react but same thing with her even though she was there so fast her tests were clear um but you know I've done a lot of research since it and there's you know they even say it online like there's a lot of things that cannot come up in a common like in a basic yeah. hospital blood test that can be given you know people obviously are doing these things or trying to get away with it they don't want something that's going to come up and then they get caught straight away you know um but yeah like there was one of them I remember and I was saying this is the one I was given but there was just one of them that was posted that was a common drug used for spiking and I looked it up just the drug just on google like the name of the drug and straight away like 10 15 websites to buy it came up for like 7 euro 10 euro like barely any price like you know if you want it in powder form very easy you know that kind of way yeah crazy so like if you wanted to do this to someone it's it's not hard no and like it this ruins people's lives like I'm so lucky I know obviously I went through it was it was fairly horrific now what I went through and but I will get over it but this ruins people's lives like I've spoke to people since sharing that there was a man that he was spiked a few years ago now but he ended up paralyzed from the drug that they use paralyzed from the neck down there was a girl in Carlo only a couple of weeks ago I don't know if you know the rag week oh like, yeah, yeah 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 so during that she there's only a couple of weeks ago during that she got spiked she had a heart defect no she got injected sorry but still spiked by injection um and she had a heart defect and went into cardiac arrest and very lucky to still be here like it's this ruins people's lives and for it to be that easy to access online it's crazy like oh my god I wouldn't even think that it'd be that that easy to get that that's crazy tell me about the night itself and what you remember like do first of all I want you to do that but first question like when you go out would you be like oh because when I go out, I watch my drink. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Would you watch your drink when you're out or would you, were you just like... Yeah, no, I would be very weary. I think it's something that you hear about a lot, but you don't ever imagine it actually happening to you. But definitely, even so, like I always hold my drink like with my hand covering it and I always walk around like that. I'm always very careful. I only had three drinks before my memory went, you know, that kind of way. So it's not like, not that it would make, you Doesn't know, matter, make yeah. it okay, mm-hmm. but still it's not that I was really really drunk and had no awareness of what was around me and that's how it was like easily done to me I only had the three drinks I was still sober so I would usually be very like I would be very careful but that's nearly what makes it scarier because I I'm always careful and still it ended up happening and it's just not something you ever really imagine happening to yourself no matter how much you hear it happening to other people like but um I know there's a lot of people that have texted me since I shared my post and I think that's kind of what made me realize like it's a lot more common than we think Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like in my post I said about um you know the first thing that people say to you when you tell them is did you leave your drink down or were you left by yourself and in a way that is you know asking whether people realize it or not you know it is asking me what I did wrong to get myself you know so that I got mm. spiked mm. and it is and I don't think people mean it that way mm. necessarily but that's how it comes across to somebody who's went through this mm. and the first thing you ask me is did you leave your drink down and I'm like yeah. I didn't do anything wrong to do that like do you know that kind of way and even if I did that's again I talk about learning because that's not something like that I I would ever think of like me saying to you like it's it's very similar it way and I know it's but when I say it to someone like you know but not when I say when people say, oh, but what were you, way were you dressed? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So yeah. to, with someone who's spiked, I would never have taught that. So thank you for yeah, teaching yeah. me that. And know? that's why I wanted I wanted to include that in my post because I, because I had heard it so much since I had told people and even people that I would be very close with mm. have done it. And I'm like, they there's no way, you know, these are some of my best friends. There's no way they mean it in that yeah, way. Yeah. Do you know, so I don't think people realize it coming from somebody who has went through this. That you know, if that is the first thing that you ask them straight off the bat, that's what I'm thinking is yeah. that you're asking me what I did wrong to get myself spiked, type of thing. You know, so I think that was important to put in so people realized. You know, it's yeah, it is course. a sensitive subject. Like, and I just I don't think people do realize. You know how how much it affects somebody when it happens. And then throughout the night, do you remember, like, did you get flashbacks of 
the night of people around you or strangers anything like that um no so I still like it's it's been there about 10 days I still have zero memory of anything between half of it now I know typical 20 year old girl there was a Mm. few kind of pictures and videos on my phone when I woke up the next morning I think I seen one about one o'clock in the morning and I was just it was just a, I think it was just a picture of just me and one of the girls I looked completely fine and there was another video about 25 to 2 I think it was and it was me and one of the girls like dancing on the dance floor I looked completely flat fine so you know I don't have any memory of any of it but from what I've seen like I was perfectly fine and it just like that and are you analyzing that and what did I, I did this last time as well something in my eye um <laughs> are you analyzing that are you looking in that and going and looking for someone to blame in that like are you looking for answers in those things um see a lot of it was kind of any of the pictures or videos i seen was more so focused on you know the girls and focused mm. on me so there wasn't really much to see in it um, but I know because I have spoke to the guys I spoke to them this day last week and I know kind of they said they were going to go look at the CCTV yeah. footage so I was I was really hoping you know that there was something that was going to be found in that even you know I highly doubt anything is going to be done because my test came back clear so there's no proof that I did even though you know the law doesn't work on obviousness so mm. it's not you know they can't really do anything um but even just to kind of have said there's somebody that they thought that, you know, yeah. I didn't feel like I was crazy. Because I definitely do think as well, a big thing for my story was, had I not been in the hospital that night and known there was four other girls, the type of girl that I am, I probably would have second guessed myself and been like, no, there's no way you were just too, like, you know, yeah. you got, you didn't just get spiked, you know, you must have just been too drunk or because nothing came up in the tests. But after, you know, the other girls and having done it, the research which I never would have done had this not happened I think it is important for people to realize you know that something your test can come back clear doesn't mean nothing you know you weren't given anything and it is like I don't want to say that you were a lucky one because some people like as you said that you went through an absolutely horrific experience but some more they're they're doing this for a reason yeah they're doing this to get you alone to do something to you exactly and that's why I was so thankful that Dylan asked his cousin to go get me at the time because when she found me I was by myself which means I was beyond vulnerable for whoever did this um which is scary to even imagine but you're right like people are they're doing this for a reason and to have done so many girls in one night I'm not sure if it's like the the person is getting a thrill out of it or if it's like you know if they do how many different people there's more than likely one of them is going to be alone or it's hard to imagine kind of why people do this when you know neither of us obviously would ever do anything like this or ever imagine it um but yeah no you're completely right like it could have it could have been a lot worse like I am so grateful for Dylan and the people that were around me that got me out of there like and then did you um get in contact with the the place that happened in have you had any conversations with them um I haven't no Mm. so I was going to originally I was going to contact them um and then when I decided to go to the guards they said they were going to go get the CCTV footage so I decided I wasn't going to go directly to them I was going to leave that side of it to the guards to see what they kind of came back with um and then I was just going to do my side of it so I was just going to share my posts and raise the awareness um uh but since kind of posting it there's been a lot of people I got one particular girl she was spiked there back in October so she shared her story um on Facebook as well and she decided to go back I think a couple of weeks later back to the same place and she was told by this the bar manager and one of the owners I believe it was um that she had to apologize to the two of them for posting the post for sharing the post um because they gave her a bad reputation they gave the the place a bad reputation um and that she was barred because they couldn't they couldn't guarantee her safety which she was right in the way she said that if they can't guarantee hers they can't guarantee anyone's um but yeah so that's the reaction they had and even the fact that the barman you know took the drink out of my hand when my eyes were rolling to the back of my head you know it just kind of goes to show they're not they're not you know 
I don't want to say believe in anybody, but they're yeah. just telling everybody, you know, that no, it's you, that didn't happen. You know, you were just too drunk, or they've told from stories, you know, that girls have came to me and said they've told a lot of people, like, no, that didn't happen. You were just you were just too drunk, which you know we all know is a big difference between too drunk yeah. and those types of reactions, like seizures and stuff. Because one of the girls, the girl that I was saying actually, that ended up in hospital at one o'clock. She had a seizure on the premises, so she was in the bathroom. Um, and same thing was happening the barman that was down or the security they're kind of both in there mm. um, that was down in the bathroom that was called down was telling her friends like no she doesn't need an ambulance like she's she's just too drunk and all and they, were, they had to like fight with them to be like she needs an ambulance like she needs to go to hospital this isn't drunk and I don't know if she actually never said I don't know if they ended up calling or if her friends did but she did end up thankfully getting an ambulance um but their reaction has been you know terrible so I don't know if it would even be anyway worth my while going anywhere near them which is you know horrible because you know I think as a nightclub like managers and owners they have a responsibility to look after the people that are in there you know and this is this is a problem it's a growing problem it's happening more and more and it's a lot more common than I would have ever realized and I think to turn around to the people that this is happening to that have went through all of that and tell them like no you're wrong this didn't happen to you and you know there's a lot of things that after you know maybe I would have I would have never really noticed or paid any heed to it until after this happened. So just things like, you know, drinks on the dance floor and they don't have a cap on how many people go in. So sometimes you'd be in there and you can't even move, like the place is packed and stuff like that that I probably never would have realised before. And only now that it's happened, I'm kind of like, well, that's that shouldn't be happening. Um, That they aren't, you know doing everything they can to protect the people that are in there and I think you know as I said like as managers and owners you have a responsibility to look after the people that are walking in those doors and if something happens on your premises Mm. and you have the responsibility to help those people and at least just get them to hospital all they had to do was call an ambulance you know they weren't asked to do a lot so yeah it's it's scary really because that's just that's just one place we don't know how many places are acting like that towards people and it definitely does make people like had I known all of that before I shared my post it probably would have made me a bit more reluctant to share my story and to talk about it yeah I think so I think had I known that you know they were just gonna tell this I tell me that I probably would have been a bit afraid of their reaction to my post Mm -hmm. and not that you know I care that had they barred me I don't plan on going back to the place Mm -hmm. but um I think just I would have been scared of their reaction because I know the girl that I was speaking to that they barred she had to delete her Facebook page that she posted it on because they were like watching her like a hawk so she had to delete it and they were like talking about her in there because she knew one of the people that worked in there like one of the younger people or something so she was telling her they were like all the they were all talking about her and stuff so she had to delete her Facebook page and start a new one and block everyone that worked in that place that she knew of anyways so that you know none of that would happen and this was months down the line she had already deleted the post and still they were doing this which is a bit kind of intimidating you know for somebody so um I definitely probably would have been more reluctant but I'm glad I did 100% like the the awareness this has brought and the it's blown up mass like nothing that I would have thought because of the story that it was I did think you know people mm. are going to share it, people mm. are going to be in shock because you know five people in one night is just crazy I think that's what the biggest thing that's mm. catching people um but I never would have thought it would have blown up the way it has but I'm, I'm glad it has because it's it's the awareness that it needs because I don't think enough people are talking about it and it seems even with that like we're saying that you watch your drinks you stay together but it's like your pals the only thing is your pals have to keep an eye on you on mm. each other yeah. girls have to look out and even guys have to look out for each other when they're on it's disgraceful that you have to yeah but it doesn't matter because an injection in in it's gonna happen it's yeah, gonna happen to no, your drink doesn't matter, Do you yeah. know what I mean exactly yeah I completely agree because even you know I think the kind of job that my mom is in she's very you know empowering women and of course like we all are um or most of us anyways but I think you know one of the biggest things we've been speaking about is the fact that it isn't fair and not just in terms of spiking there's a lot of you know stuff that women have to do that men don't it's that is the reality but 
you know not even just women and in terms of spiking you know I have had contact with a few men that this has happened to as well um but I do think it is it isn't fair that you know we have to watch our drinks and our friends have to watch each other and all of that stuff I completely agree with that and that is something that I think everyone should work for change on that but me as one person is not going to be able to do that Mm. of course um so you know if I can get people talking and get people to start in you know raising a bit more awareness where these people that are doing it are kind of like okay well you know this is being recognized now Mm. I'm not getting away Mm. with this Mm -hmm. because you know when I spoke to the guards they said that this has been a growing problem in the one particular nightclub that I went to for a couple of weeks now so spiking has been around for a long time Mm. um so for them to have said it's a growing problem in a couple of weeks just means there's more and more people so that's what even we were discussing saying you know like was the fact that there was five of us hospitalized in one night was that like to get a thrill out of it you know was there not enough people every other weekend like it's it's hard to even comprehend but um that's why we were kind of saying like it's if we can talk get more Mm. people talking about it um Mm. and just you know maybe we can work on not having to do that i know but you know what the thing is i think as well as always going to be bad people in this world who always find a way and unfortunately unless you have crackdown from the venue yeah which, you know, they have to be a duty care, as I said, responsibility. I just think this world, like, I'm so, so terrified for my girls growing oh, up. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 100%. And, like, even, that's why I said, I did actually say a bit in, in my post, now I have two nephews, thankfully no nieces, so no worries about that, but mm. I have younger cousins, like, girls, like, I've, my, my cousin just below me is 16, so she's going to start going out soon, and I was thinking of her, and, you know, all of us should get to enjoy ourselves just as much as the rest and you know it's as you as you said like covering our drinks looking after our friends unfortunately that is the world that we live in that we have to do that it's it's not fair and we shouldn't have to um but it is the world that we live in that we have to look after ourselves and I think one of the biggest things is looking after your friends because had I not had the girls there that night you know it could have been it could have been a lot worse even we were only saying like had I went home you know mm-hmm. went in a taxi I wouldn't have I wouldn't have woke my mom coming in mm. so I would have just went straight to bed and had I been having those seizures you know without anything like I wasn't getting enough enough oxygen I was hyperventilating you know that could have led to a, a lot bigger problems had that been going on for hours and hours so I'm thankful for the people that I had around me 100% um so I think that is that is the biggest thing you know you have to and that's why I said I had a, an interview earlier today and he was talking about, you know, what would you say to younger people? So I was kind of thinking like my cousin. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And that's going to start going out, you know, younger people that are going to start going out and have never experienced it before. And that was my biggest thing is, you know, I could go out and see four different groups of girls that I've, you know, know from different different whatever um and I might go over and say hi or whatever but I think definitely now you know I could end up staying with them and then I'm like oh I'm trying to find blah blah and here and there and you know whereas I think now I would definitely be like okay who I'm going out with I'll go over and say hi quickly for five minutes get whoever I'm with to stay there and then I'm going back to them I'm not you Mm. know juggling around Mm. because it's not just going to be me that's doing that so that mm. means you're ending up with people you don't know do you know the kind of way and you just you just never know as you said it's it's a bad world out there unfortunately there's bad people well, it's not a bad world but there's mm. bad people out there mm. and you just never know you, who you're around like so I think it's one of the biggest things is just stick with who you're with with your friends the people you know the people you trust I mean it's unfortunate it's unfair that we have to do it but if it means keeping yourself safe do you know that's the most important thing and tell me, this is not just something that happens and you're affected until six o'clock in the morning your memory comes back. Tell me what the day following and the day followings was like, the yeah. days following was like for you. Yeah, I think that was one of the, the biggest things actually because I was only speaking today as well um, saying, you know, I don't think people do realise that this isn't something mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you the next day you're over it and you're like, oh, geez, that was that was a bit, you know, but you're over it then the next day this is something that you know it's been there about 10 days and still I think now obviously with sharing my posts and how big it's gotten I have had to discuss it you know a bit which probably makes it play on my mind a bit more but I know you know the first few days it's it was all I thought about there was nothing even I was in work I had to go to work I call I called I had to call in sick the Sunday morning and I was in work Monday at four o'clock to do an eight hour shift like I I had to go in um so even in work like you know I, cu- I couldn't concentrate it was all that I could think of for the there about 30 45 minutes that I was aware while all of this happening was like the scariest half hour 45 minutes of my life and it's all I could think of I just kept replaying it in my head and even you know Dylan was saying that the first couple of nights after he you know the two of us barely got any sleep and we stayed together for the first couple of nights after because he was terrified even though I was at home but he was you know minding me or whatever so um he the two of us just barely slept at all just the two like he obviously had to see me in that state and I was replaying the whole thing that happened and it just we barely barely slept he you know he was waking up having nightmares and everything from seeing because I obviously imagine seeing someone that you (laughs) know and that you care about is is horrible like seeing them in that state especially because I'm a healthy 20 year old girl I've never dealt with any health conditions or anything like that so I wouldn't be used to any of that um and I think as well one of the biggest things was the paranoia so because which I don't think people expect because I didn't know what I was given I knew I was given something but I didn't know what because my test came back clear and I think it was about two days later I had a really bad headache for about two days and I remember I just kept thinking to myself oh my god am I gonna have this forever like I was like is this gonna go on forever like am I am I gonna suffer with headaches now and I remember I was speaking to one of the girls that same that happened the same night and she was sending me a voice note and she stuttered on her words and she was like I can't speak properly since I came out of the hospital and I was like I literally only said that to my mom today like I had only said it to her earlier that day that I was like and I kind of said it in like a joking kind of I can't speak properly since I came out of the hospital and then she said it and I was like 
is this like is this something that's going to go on forever am I going to be oh start God. you know stumbling on my words and because I didn't know you know what way it would affect like my brain or you know what way it would affect anything because I didn't know what I was given I wasn't given anything obviously to counteract it because the hospital didn't know either um so I just remember I was terrified for days after you know would I and still is like it's only been 10 days I still is scary to think you know is something going to come down the line in like a few years or a few weeks um I think especially because you know the other girls or there was actually the the boy that was paralyzed that was obviously a boy but the girl with the heart defect and stuff now obviously I know I don't have any health conditions mm. but you know it's scary to know that like these things can af- affect you in different ways like you, I wouldn't have thought that having been spiked would have affected your heart at all like mm. I, I think you just don't really think into it properly um so I never would have thought anything like that so I think I was very paranoid then for the first couple of days thinking like you know what what is it going to come down the line for me because of this and I was just thinking like I was so I don't know if it happened to me but I was so terrified for like my friends because where like I live in Newbridge obviously it's it's the only real like nightclub like there's pubs but it's the only real like nightclub Mm -hmm. so everyone's gonna go back there do you know that kind of way and I was thinking of the girls going back there and I was terrified like I was like I'm not gonna be able to sleep next time they go out worrying about them and I was terrified for them going and that's kind of what pushed me to post this story because I wanted people to know what was going on I wanted you know if you make the choice to go back there that's completely on you I'm not going to judge you you know obviously of course um but at least you know all the facts you know what's happening you know what's going on when you do decide to go back there um but yeah no I think you know physically I was I was sick for a couple of days after yeah I was so I was in work the Monday I remember and I was taking it quite easy but because it was a Monday there wasn't a lot of staff on so I had to send one of the girls on her break so I was it got a little bit busy so I was running a bit back and forth that was fine then and then once she was back from her break I kind of stood for a second and I was like just I was coming over funny started to get really dizzy and then the one of the lads that was working with me that day, day said go sit in the office like to be fair he was he was very good he's a little bit older than me um and he said go sit down like make sure you're okay take a second um so I was very very weak I kept coming over quite funny quite nauseous for the first couple of days um so I think that passed about on the Wednesday so happened to me the Saturday night so it's a couple of days like of feeling just rotten I remember when I woke up in the hospital like I was just I was crying and everything I just felt so horrible I just wanted to go home I just you know couldn't even process everything that had or that had just happened and um yeah so physically yeah it took the couple of days but mentally you know I've spoke to people that it's been a couple of months and still haven't gone out on a proper night out since you know maybe food and a couple of drinks but it it does it takes a while to to get over mentally and I think a lot of people don't don't realize the impact it has I don't think you realize until it happens to you yeah because I can imagine people saying oh she was spiked she was spiked he was spiked, so what? Like, if yeah. he was spiked, that was it, you know what I mean? The grant. Yeah. But actually, you don't realise it. Um, because I noticed when you came in, you didn't take a drink at me. And yeah. then I, I said, look, I put water down on the table just for you. Yeah. Um, and now I'm kind of thinking, oh, my God, like, is that because... Yeah. You just don't have... You just don't trust... Yeah, and subconsciously, it probably mm. is. You know, whether mm. I realise it or not, I'm probably like, oh, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. Whereas, mm. you know, I would, I would have always been quite like that before when I'm like oh no I'm fine I'm fine um but I think probably subconsciously a little bit more you know I would have maybe been like ah okay go on you know like maybe after a few a few asks but yeah probably subconsciously I just don't trust anybody I think it you know it's kind of nearly you would when you think about it like you would nearly expect like I don't think you would expect it in this type of mm. a setting mm-hmm. I think on a night out of course you'd be like oh yeah she's you know she's turned off it or whatever but mm. probably in this not in this type of setting but it just it just goes to show like you know it can affect you and it's whether I'm thinking about it or not it's it's subconsciously it's back there and you know it is a thought and I I probably have you know my guard is completely up now definitely um, you're so young for this to happen to you it's just so sad I know and like I like recently now in the last couple of weeks like I haven't really been going out 
much because just the way work has been um but like before I was out every weekend like I loved my nights out like I loved you know going out with the girls and just having a few drinks and just kind of forgetting about work Mm. and all of that and just enjoying myself like I loved it um and that's even you know what Dylan said before like someone that loved their nights out and then like that it just gets taken away um because yeah I would have I would have loved a night out and then like only 20 to be thinking I don't know when I'm I don't know when I'm ever going to want to go out again like if I I have had a few texts from people saying it, it will get better and I'm trying to trust that it will and you will want to go out again but you just you never know like how long it's going to go on for and you know if it goes on even like last weekend was Paddy's weekend like I haven't had because I'm 20 so and the two the lockdown for the two years Mm -hmm. the lockdown happened just before (laughs) Paddy's day and I was 18 Mm -hmm. so I haven't had like a Paddy's night out Mm -hmm. and I was like this is and I was only talking to my mom like a few days before this happened saying oh next weekend I can have my first Paddy's night out and all Mm -hmm. and then I didn't get to go because I was just like and even I remember in Dylan's dad's house they were having a few drinks like something only you know very quiet but he said to me like do you want to drink I was like no no don't even no I don't it's not even like being on a night out it's just the idea of even alcohol I'm like no just don't even come near me which is horrible it's terrible what did your mom what like how was her reaction and how did she find out um so she she could have nearly killed them she found out the next morning Dylan had texted her but uh, to be fair I did say to her now I didn't get to the hospital till six o'clock because she didn't get a text off Dylan to just after six and she was like he should have told me and all this and mm. I was like I wasn't in there early like I didn't get in there till quarter to six like he did text her straight away but um yeah she was she was terrified like she said that she 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 didn't ring me now because she said more than likely she wouldn't get an answer she because of all this going on obviously you can't go into the hospital so she rang the hospital straight away seeing how I was checking in they said I was fine I was I think I was asleep at the time just waiting on the doctor so she said you know it was not much really she can do um but you know typical mommy once I go home she was minding me then and Dylan was minding me so I got spoiled for the couple of days um but yeah she was terrified and you know we we talk about it most nights because I think it still really hasn't like we haven't both properly digested everything mm-hmm. um completely we talk about it most most evenings like and because I spend a lot of time with my mom like as well like there's only m- me and her in the house so when I come home from work usually I'm coming home wrecking my mom's head mm-hmm. talking away so we're talking about work she's like okay <laughs> but um yeah so we have we've spoke about it a lot but you know I know even when we've spoke like she's said about she'll be terrified the next mm-hmm. time do you know that I go out she's gonna be living on her nerves she probably won't sleep um so I think that's a big thing as well it affects a lot of people it doesn't just affect me like it affects like my friends are terrified I'm friend- terrified for my friends I'm terrified for myself Dylan is terrified will be terrified the next time I go out say with my mom she'll be terrified the next time I go out so it's not just me that this affects and as I said like as as horrific as it was it could have been a lot worse and I can only imagine then how it affects people if it was any worse and it's do you know like nowadays um my husband actually a few years ago they asked um we he went and he wasn't well he and he when we brought him to Beaumont and they said have you taken something and he said no I haven't taken anything and they asked me and Paul to leave or me and his mum to leave, um, so they could ask him again, had he taken something? Yeah. And um, Paul's mum lost her shit completely. She really? was like, how dare you? Like, she even wrote a letter to Bow Mountain all saying, like, you know, but, like, do they, thank God it was five, there was four other girls. I know thank God is a stupid thing yeah, to say, but that there was five girls, all five, five of you in total, because it could have been, oh, she's just drunk. Yeah, which I do think had it just been me, myself, they probably would have presumed that, you know, especially because by the time I got into the hospital, I was, I was okay. So they had given me whatever I was given. Um, So I was just quite drowsy, but I was okay. So they didn't see any of, and obviously the paramedics go then and they're back on call or whatever. So they didn't see any of that reaction that I had. So they might have just thought, okay, yeah, you know, she was, she was all right. It was just a bit, you know, a bit too much to drink or she's taken something because that was a question I was asked a lot and that was a question Dylan was asked a lot like had she taken something 
I think he was asked he was asked that a few times between the house and the ambulance and I was asked that the next morning then a few times as well like did you take anything then when I said no they were like did you though like kind Mm. of like question and double you know you're not in trouble if you did same with the guards they were like did you take anything I'm not judging if you did I was like no that's totally not me like I would never touch anything like that like I'm such a goody two-shoes but uh totally not me um but yeah 100% that was something that was asked a lot like whether or not I took something that culture has to change it has to change and I get that we have a lot of young people who go out at 16 17 18 look older than what they are getting into those pubs and getting themselves into an awful state and because they can't handle their drink and but I still think at the same time you know we have to stop that kind of culture of well your fault you know you didn't watch your drink and you know what I mean you you went off and your friends your friends left you you know all this kind of thing and then obviously then as well like did you take something there has to be some things have to change yeah it is it's definitely like like as I said the first thing you know being asked did you leave your drink down and like that first thing being asked when you go to the hospital is did you take something like you said that that whole mindset that people have of like you know if you got spiked like you must have done something you know you must have not looked after your drink you must have taken something or like if you didn't if you didn't drink too much then you must have taken something or you know if you mm. if you did get spiked then you must have left your drink down whereas you know I had only had three drinks and I'm always aware of my drink so you know I didn't and as you said like injections are so prom- like that's so, so popular scary. now it's scary but it is it's trendy I guess now so like it doesn't matter how much you look after your drink then or whether you take anything or not if people go out to do it people are going to do it which is why I think there there's a responsibility from the place that you're in definitely but I think you're right like 100% the mindset and the culture that needs that needs to change like the even I was speaking on the radio yesterday and you know that's that was something that I was kind of asked I was on two radio stations so mm-hmm. I've got brilliant opportunities from this thankfully to sh- spread the awareness um but one of them was kind of asking you know was I drunk was it like was I really drunk or you know I was kind of saying the venues you know they need to do more and he was kind of saying well venues can only do so much you know if people are going out to do it they're going to do it and I was kind of like okay I was like well you know stuff like drinks on the dance floor I was trying to say this because you know this is the stuff that I think obviously needs to get out there and he kind of like cut across then and was like oh well you know venues venues can only do so much and if you go to the bathroom and if you leave your drink and you do yada 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 then someone has to be watching the drink at all times and that's kind of what I'm trying to say is that shouldn't be like you said that shouldn't be the mindset and the culture that is going around now he was he was he did get like I got to tell my story and stuff so I'm 100% thankful for that but there was just a few little comments that I was kind of like that's the kind of mindset so, that you was know, he an older man yeah 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 which is kind of why I knew this is you know this is expected nearly because the first man that I was speaking to, he wasn't, yeah, I don't know what age he was now. He's a little, he was obviously a little bit older than me now, mm. but he, he wasn't older. Mm. Um, and he was brilliant. Like, he asked me loads of questions. He asked me, you know, if, like, the person was listening right now, what would you say? And what, you know, why are you sharing your story? What do you want to come from this? And he, he was really, like, he was lovely. He was really kind and inviting. And now the, the second man was lovely too. There was just those few little comments that I was kind of like... <laughs> but isn't it mad that I knew he was older? Yeah, like exactly. do you know what I mean? It's that like, and then how would he like? And would he ask his daughter or son the same questions that he's asking you? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you know, maybe um, I won't say. Actually, I won't say because you know, <laughs> I told you before I won't say. Um, but as you said, it's it's really scary. There's nothing if it's going to happen to you, it's going to happen to you. Um, but I just. Like I'm not, I don't wonder what these people get out of it, but because we know what the end game is and what they're yeah. looking for. But I really like that thing. Like, what would you say to guys? Or because it is guys. Yeah, pro- yeah, majority. The vast majority is yeah. is boys or men doing this. Um, but I think kind of like I said, you know, on the the radio presenter even said myself, maybe I can't say on the radio exactly mm. what I would say to them. But mm. um, you know, I think my biggest thing was you know after hearing those stories of you know the girl who went into cardiac arrest and the man that was unfortunately paralyzed like they they're horrible and you know 
all because this person went out and decided to just do something so I don't even know the word like just so irrational and just decided like just picked somebody and said I'm going to do this to them and no thought into it obviously you know there was probably an end goal um but just decided to just do this for no reason at all and then these people's lives are affected like the man that was paralyzed like he's affected for the rest of his life Mm. you know and they don't the people that are going out to do this they don't know these people you never know and like what happens if you cost somebody their life like what happens then do you know that kind of way um it's just it's I think it's scary to think because I think because you don't imagine it ever happening to yourself the fact that it did happen to me makes me kind of think you know this can happen to, and it can like this can happen to anyone like I as I said cover my drinks I was aware I only had three drinks so this can happen at any time and it's scary to think like that but you know it can happen to at any time and it can happen to anyone at all and you mm-hmm. just never know what what could what could happen to people um when you decide to do this and you know I don't know it's it's kind of hard to even comprehend mm. speaking to these people and like even now talking to you I'm like were they doing it what is there a group of them doing it for the absolute crack to sit there and maybe video and you know what I mean because there's sick people like that or was it something more sinister that they wanted to do but even now I'm like even if you know you went out for a family meal or went out for anything and my 11 year old who turns into a 15 or 14 mm. or 14 year old yeah. and they do it to her like it is so but you know what as well if that nightclub that we're talking about or any venue they can go on the cctv they can say well hang on he's walking back and forth around yeah. five people it happened to five people in that place yeah so that's someone going from group to group to group to group to touching off girl moving very close to a girl yeah they you can see that exactly. you have cctv you can see there's a problem in here and we need to yeah exactly and like you know my instagram post the last time i checked it was on about 12 and i can't check the insights of it because i don't have a business page so all i can go off is the likes but it has like twelve thousand likes i think so it's reached and not everybody likes everything they yeah, see of course so it has reached at least twelve thousand people which means that people uh, newbridge is not that big of a town mm. You know, my auntie lives in Cork. She texts me saying her son's friend was talking about it the other day. It didn't even know, you know, that we were related. Mm. Um, so it has reached a lot of people. So there's no way that they don't know about this, that they don't know that there was five girls. Um, so I think, kind of like you said, not ne- the guards shouldn't have to necessarily be involved in the way that they have to go in and ask for the CCTV mm. footage. We should know, like, that a venue, any venue that we go into as like I've said I I don't know if I said it in this um, Mm. or previously but um I've said before like that they we should be able to contact them and know that they're going to do everything they can Mm. to figure this out and Mm. to you know give us any assurance we need so like you said go on they can go on the CCTV footage so easily themselves and have a look and if it's five girls hospitalized the scary thing to think is that's five girls that ended up in the hospital. There could be other girls that mm. just didn't have a bad reaction and went mm. home, went to sleep, or passed out and went to sleep, you know, was brought home. Um, so there's, if it's specifically if it's only one person, it's very easy for them to have a look at that and mm. then they can bring it to the guards or, you mm. know, but we should we should know that, like, if we go to, to them and say it, that they will look because as you said it's it's very easy for them to look at the cctv footage themselves i hope you get to kind of calm down like as in everything just you've you've, you know spoke about what's going on and then you calm down and then you're just gonna have to be really careful with yourself you're gonna have to completely mind yourself because this will just drop Mm. you'll hit the ground and you're just gonna have to make sure and i'm sure you've got the best person with your mom yeah being the woman that she is Mm that'll make sure that you're completely minded with this yeah if there's one takeaway and i don't mean advice as such but if it's advice it's advice with all of this what's the one takeaway from your experience that you can say now um i think the biggest thing kind of is how lucky and how grateful i am not even necessarily that it wasn't obviously i am grateful and lucky that it wasn't any worse um but think just the people that i have around me like i have 
surrounded myself surrounded like even close friends since it's happened not necessarily that they weren't out that night but you know just the support they've given me since it happened um you know I have very good people around me and I think my biggest thing knowing that and you know when you think of it like surround yourself with good people you think Mm. oh yeah yeah you know that kind of way but I think it is it just goes to show how important it is to have people around you that you know if something bad was to happen are there for you and are gonna you know check in and make sure you're okay and you know like all of all of this that's happening with the posts and all you know they're always checking in and being like oh I'm so proud of you and you know Mm. whatever for sharing it like so I think yeah one of the biggest things is definitely who you surround yourself with and I think I've realized like I have a good good group of friends there you know um which is it's so important in like had anything anything happen not even just in terms of spiking if anything happens at all um but I think it's it's kind of hard to know what takeaway to have from it in terms of spiking um just because for me because I only had the three drinks I think that's what probably makes me a bit more scared to go out again because I know you know I was aware I didn't lose my awareness so I can't say okay cover your drink next time I, mm. I, I know we spoke about the injection but you mm. know I can't say do this differently or do that differently because mm. there's not a point in the time that I can remember where I can pinpoint to go oh, okay maybe I could mm. have not done this or so it's kind of scary in that but one of the biggest things is you know I'm scared because it's happened but you know it it shouldn't stop us from being able to go out and enjoy ourselves too I think there's a difference between being scared to go out and just being aware when you're out you know just being careful when you're out um but yeah no it's 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 scary really to think about and if you had any advice for anyone who needs to support somebody who has been spiked like a mom a boyfriend like that kind of thing what would you say to that person um I think the one of the biggest things that I've kind of realized myself is because obviously this happened to me and as much as Dylan was there and you know my mom is my mom life goes on for you know that's just the reality you know and people because it happened to me it's replaying in my head a lot and I'm thinking about it a lot but you know their lives are still going and they have their own stuff going on of course but I think from them and now they have been very good to be fair the people that I have around me like I'm blessed but um you know just to to be aware that this isn't like we were talking about earlier this isn't something that is that I'm just going to get over or anyone else is just going to get over then the next day and you know things like you know when I've went to my mom being like oh, I have a really bad headache like for the two days and all and she's like Kate relax it's not you know it's you'll be okay it's just a headache um and things like that so you know they've been very good in that way but I think just being like supportive in the way that if it's like months down the line not being like that happened two months ago like what you you know Mm, (laughs) like mm. that kind of way and realizing that it does it it does stick with people and people have different time frames to move on from things like I could be over this in two weeks and it could take another person two years you know Mm. so you have to just be patient with people let them process it let them go through what they need to go through um because you know even like say Dylan or my mom or whoever you know they don't know what it was like for me I don't like know what it was like for them so just trying to have that that understanding that you know I'm still gonna go I'm still going through it and there could be other things that pop up you know as you said this is all you know I've shared this post eventually it is all gonna drop off Mm -hmm. um and what happens then like maybe my mind is so occupied with like oh I have this tomorrow I'm doing this and this Mm -hmm. that maybe you know it's going to be two weeks down the line before something else pops up Mm -hmm. that I start to you know get upset or paranoid about or whatever so I think just letting people have their process you know and just being supportive you know even if you think it's been a few months now like or whatever just letting people take their time you know takes people different amounts of time to get over even the exact same thing so Mm -hmm. I think just being there for somebody I think is the biggest thing you know no matter how long it's been you've just completely educated me on (laughs) so much tonight and so thank you for that I'm so so sorry that this happened to you absolutely horrific and I wondered has um work or at an offered you counseling has anyone offered you counseling 
Um, no, so I did. I did speak to a woman who had, and actually, it was the first time I never really thought about it. Um, but just a woman texted me a couple of days ago. I think it was just saying like, "Have you spoke to a counselor or whatever?" And I was like, "No, no." I was like, "I'm okay." Um, but it's not something I ever kind of thought of. Now work. They asked me, "Was I?" fit to work it wasn't like the doctors didn't give me any notes or anything that was Mm. about it um but no I haven't it's not something I really have thought about I think as kind of we were saying there like my mind is occupied at the moment Mm. maybe in you know a couple of days or a couple of weeks when this does drop off I'll kind of go okay this is you know this is affecting me more and I need to go speak to somebody um and I think it's perfectly you know it's perfectly normal you know people if you need to do that then that's what you need to do Mm. and you need to do whatever it takes to get yourself Mm. through it which is why I would never be you know against it or be like no I'm not doing that or I'll be fine I'll figure it out myself I think Mm. just for now because I shared the post um and it has blown up the bit I think that's probably why it hasn't been something that's on my mind Mm-hmm. as of yet it's not something I thought of but I definitely do think you know if the time was to come where I'm kind of going okay this is affecting me more because even I find myself and I'm hoping it will pass maybe it won't and then maybe I will decide to speak to somebody but I find even not necessarily going out but just finding myself very demotivated to even socialize at all to you know go to and you see any of the girls at all or even out for an hour or two with them or I just find myself just wanting to kind of stay at home and just go to bed and just lie there you know Mm. and just kind of nearly take my mind off things you know Mm. just kind of get away for a little while so I'll put something on the telly or flick through my phone something that I'm not going to be thinking Mm. um so maybe that's something that will come down the line that I will decide you know and that's okay like you can do that just don't stay there yeah just don't stay in it yeah of course yeah and that's why I do think you know if it was something that was to go on for a little bit longer you know I'm letting myself kind of go through what I need to go through process it how I need to process it but you know I do think I have that awareness that you know I will be able to say okay this is this is going on for too long I do need to speak Mm. to somebody you know and I think that's as you said it's perfectly okay like if if you need to speak to somebody then you know you need to it's perffectly fine to do that so and the outpouring you got, you got like so many people, like I've seen so many people commenting and saying like that, absolutely horrific and so sorry that yeah. this happened to you. Um, but I just want to say to you, just like, as I said, to, you know, just mind yourself. You're going to yeah. need minding and just make sure that you do mind yourself. Um, and thank you so much for coming down. Thank you for having um, me. And talking to me. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And again, I'm so sorry. Thank you very much for having me anyways and giving me the opportunity because I do think, you know, it's important. It needs to be spoken about. And thank you for allowing me to. Thank you. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.